You're listening to The Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone, everywhere. Happy August 1st, lexiconosaurs and word chefs. Welcome to episode 86 of The Melting Podcast. I'm your head chef, A.F. Grappin, and it's my birthday! You stole my line. Ha-ha! I was, I was going to say happy birthday to the podcast, and then I was going to turn it around and say something really sweet about happy birthday to you, too, but you know what? Screw that now! Happy birthday, podcast, but not you. Who are you? I'm that random lady you sometimes bring into your closet. Oh. Hi, lady. In my closet, we mean recording booth. Yeah. And by lady, we mean, no... I'm Erin Kazmark, your grill mistress. And this is the recording closet of the Disaster Kitchen. Your your kitchen? Our kitchen? Our kitchen has a closet. Yeah. Wouldn't they call that the pantry? Yeah. Well, so is the recording booth now named the pantry? Yes. We're now in the pantry. We're, we're in the pantry with the microphone. Yes, I like this. <laughs> There's no air conditioning that's, in the pantry. See, that's actually what we were having the junior chef, the, the littlest junior chef install. It turned out not to be some sort of fancy oven. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely wasn't an oven. It was a pantry. I don't know why he needed the schematics and the electronics and there was fire and he said, "Uh uh-oh, at one point. (laughs) Because he's three, that's why. That'll do it. (laughs) No, it won't. (laughs) So, yeah, so that upgrade was building up to this, the podcast's fifth birthday. It's older than the youngest junior chef. Yeah. Podcast is five years old. It's going to go to kindergarten in the fall. Aww. It's going to do really good at nap time because it's two weeks between episodes. It's going to have a lot of macaroni. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we have art projects everywhere, guys. Maybe time for us And to... by art projects, I mean your words. Send us stuff. We're not there yet. We're always there. We're always I'm there. always there. No, it's got me thinking it may be about time wait, for... Wait, wait, wait. You're thinking? Yeah. I'm thinking that it may be... No, 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 no. I have to recover from this. You're thinking. Mm -hmm. Who told you to do that? Look, it was bound to happen sooner or later. I'm just disappointed it didn't happen when I was here. Oh. Because you're not actually thinking because I am here. I'm accusing you of not thinking. In case you didn't get that. So I'm thinking that it may be time to find another artist and commission some new official artwork for the podcast. That could be fun. It's been a while. I have to say I do like my art, though. I, well, I mean, I mean the, the actual logo, the, the one with the three of us coming out of the pod. It may be time to just... Update. Update. Have have an alternative. Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's, that's actually the second logo we had. Because mm-hmm. the first one we had was the, uh, the, the, the cooking pot. Mm-hmm. With the basically macaroni, the spaghettio alphabet, alphabet yeah. alphabetios, which is adorable. What did you call those? The alphabet pasta alphabetios. All right, it's not alphabet soup. This is apparently a serious identity crisis. <laughs> here. This is a problem. I never ate that crap as a you know. I ugh. I just knew what spaghettios were. Uh. It was all It's like O's. SpaghettiOs, but with, with letters. It's like, yeah. It's, it's, letter O's. It's, it's alphabets. Let's, let's call them letter O's. No, uh, alphabets was the series. I know, but it's like alphabets in on letter O's. form. No, I, I like uh, alphabetios. So you're like bastardizing something else that's only marginally related. Yeah. No. It's like alpha, No, it's like alphabet SpaghettiOs. Alphabetios. See, I'm just seeing Ugly Betty, but with a great big A on her shirt to stand for alpha. Standing there going, oh, so. Wow. So anyway, that's enough of our being idiots and musing. Wait, but isn't that what the whole podcast is? <laughs> Actually, yeah, because <laughs> this is a special episode. I mean, five years. It's birthday episode. It is birthday it's episode. It's a birthday. We've already done that shtick. I was going to do it first, but you didn't let me. I'm the head chef. This is what you get for interrupting me. I'm in charge here. Shush, birthday thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually your closet. My closet pantry. Your Your closet tree. The pantry. (laughs) I like the closet tree, though. My brain's going, closet. (laughs) 
It's the, to the to the laundry brig. It's like, ah, the recording closet. The pantlet. Pantlet. So it's shorts? Pants it. So it's shorts? We're in the short. Oh, no. I don't want to. We're not in the shorts. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun to edit. I um, apologize in advance. So in lieu of actually performing a main ingredient story or a couple of Stoke the Fire stories, we thought it would be time to actually kind of talk about the podcast so far and our experiences and where we kind of hope for it to go. We do have some content, but we wanted to do this first. Sorry, you said Lou and my brain goes, skip to my Lou, my darling. <laughs> skip to my Lou. You haven't had that much to drink. No, that, that's not alcohol at all. That's exhaustion. Yep. It's mommy brain. Yep. That's what happens when you hire your three-year-old to be a contractor. I don't think anybody hired Sorry, him. sorry. That's what happens when you have a three-year-old. Yeah, just having one. Yeah. And he's my third three-year-old, too. Yeah, but not at the same time. No. Imagine if they were triplets. <laughs> so anyway. The I pod- think my ovaries just shriveled up and died. Yay! So the podcast so far. We do want to say initially that if you have any questions about the podcast history, where it's going to go, anything that we don't cover, please... Throw them in the Facebook group, on Twitter, email them to us, and we'll get to them. Any questions you have, I'd love to be able to like throw in a couple of questions at the end of episodes. Yeah, figuring out, especially if you've um, listened all the way back to the beginnings and uh, remember before I was actually co-hosting. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions about how we came to that and how that happened. How we broke Theo into it. I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about it here in a minute. Yeah. But, but still, if there's anything that we don't touch on that you would like us to touch on, Preferably not you. We can't do that through a microphone. And also, I'm married. Sorry. Just feel free to ask us. I'll touch you with consent. You are a gentleman like that. I try to be. I know. So anyway, the podcast. Exists. Because I got a promotion at work. That's really kind of the thing that started it. I went from a on-the-phones a uh, collections position. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just remembering listening to you whine about those days, uh, and you had every reason to. Oh, yeah. Um, so I went from an on-the-phones position to an offline support position where I talked to customers like 5% of the time, and the rest of the time I was just processing stuff on the computer, different mm-hmm. disputes and things like that, trying to resolve them. And once I got to the point where I wasn't having to, you know, 100% focus on them, I was able to start listening to music. Mm-hmm. And then I was able then to start listening. Yeah, then I, got, <laughs> then I got bored listening to the same music because I didn't have Spotify at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because this was in, God, like 2000, into two, the beginning of 2009 mm-hmm. is when this whole thing really started. Um, no, 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 not 2009, 2013. Sorry. I was going to say. 2013. <laughs> I don't know why my brain went to 2007. Seven years. Seven years. There you go. Yeah. That's about how long I was at that particular company. Anyway, so about 2013, I started searching for something else to listen to. I didn't quite get into audiobooks yet. I found podcasts first, mostly because of Dave Robison. Dave. If you don't know who he is, find, find out. out. And that was not scripted. No, that was not. Just <laughs> We love you, Dave. But yeah, so a few years before, Dave had told me that he was interested in starting up a podcast to help writers connect with published authors and brainstorm a story, uh, like like their novel, and just workshop it Mm -hmm. for roughly an hour or so. At the time, I didn't get it. I I had really had no idea about podcasts or anything. I had an iPod mini that was literally just, I put my music on it and carried around my and pocket pushed play. and pushed play. Yeah. I've never claimed to be tech savvy. So more than I am. <laughs> but I remembered that conversation. So in 2013, when I was getting bored, I remembered, oh yeah, Dave said he was doing this thing where he had content that you could listen to. And so I went on iTunes and I found the Roundtable podcast and I started listening to it. And I suddenly lost my boredom. Because the world of podcasts opened to me. I found everything from I Should Be Writing to the Drabblecast to, uh, you know, audio dramas. 
super villain corner. Super villain corner. I found the voice, which is actually the first podcast I ever listened to all the way through. Thank you very much. Mm But yeah, so I found a metric crap ton of podcasts. I met, found a lot of new authors I'd never heard of and an amazing community I'd never realized existed. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of fell into that rabbit hole for a few months. All the while I'm sitting back being a mom, you know, still reading my paper books. I have yet to have a Kindle or anything mm-hmm. like that. If I'm going to read a book, it's going to be paper. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting back and listening to Gus go on about this going, huh? What? Mm-hmm. You just listen to people talk? Yeah, it's and like better re- talk radio. What? Like, I don't get it. It's like talk radio, but on subjects that I actually care about. Whatever, you do you. Yeah. Was pretty much my reaction. Yeah, but it got me through the day. Fast forward to later in 2013. I want to start a podcast. And once again, I was, heh. Yeah. I had gotten the idea from the Drapplecast. Every now and then, they did their, quote-unquote, trifecta episodes, Mm -hmm. where they would have one theme or subject. uh, Usually, it was a theme. Mm -hmm. And they would have three authors who wrote stories centering around that theme, and they would play them back-to-back. But they only did that, like, once every quarter, if that. Mm -hmm. And my brain just said, what if we just did that all the time? Thus, the Melting Podcast was born. First of all, I found the pun of the podcast, and that was just like I couldn't believe anybody hadn't taken that yet. Because melting pot, bringing things from yeah. other people. Yeah, melting podcast. And I was like, just melt the melting pot. It's melting podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, if I just do, you know, if I just have a prompt and I say, you know, write flash fiction, 1,500 words, and then we get two or three different people every episode and say, hey, what do these different people do with the same idea? It's limitless. Mm-hmm. And so I started, you know, putting the word out with some other people in the podcasting community, the writerly community, and saying, hey, I'm interested in doing this. How do I get started? And I got put in touch with T. Morris, who got T. me, the, who got me, uh, you know, pointed me in the direction of the right microphone to use, the right um, software to use, and just the basics of what you needed to start a podcast. Well, you have to remember, um, wasn't 2013, it was in 2014. Mm-hmm. When we went to Balticon for the first time. Mm-hmm. Because I remember this because my, my younger daughter, my second child, was 18 months old. We're not there yet. We're still in 2013. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. We're getting there. Because in 2013, was a... I guess, yeah, it was. It, was it wasn't time. until after... Yeah, that's right. That's right. Balticon. Yeah. Well, because that's the year that it started. But it was in 2013 when I had hoped to actually launch the podcast. Yes, that, that's when you were first. Yeah, so I was hoping tentatively sh- reaching. Yeah, I was hoping to shoot for an October release in mm-hmm. 2013, which didn't happen. I was still having technical difficulties figuring out, you know, how to actually make my microphone record and my computer not to use its built-in microphone. Oh gosh, those days. Yep. And also figuring out how and when to record with mm-hmm. uh, barely more than a toddler and a toddler in mm-hmm. the same house because you were still. Renting that room so, from us. So I said I was going to push it back to March. Mm-hmm. Well, we get to March and I still don't have anything. And then we went to Balticon. And that was in May. That was in May. And that was, I had been wanting to go. And I just kind of didn't want Gus to go to Baltimore all alone. That's a long drive. And also it would have been, it was my first time away from the kids. Yeah, it was. That, that was my first time um, having even one night away from my younger one. Yeah, who is now your middle. Who is now my middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So that that Balticon, I I met people who I had no idea who they were. Well, I was freaking out because I knew all their voices. Yeah, you were geeking out, and I was just kind of, huh? I mean, I was sitting next to T. Morris, who at this point is a really big name, and uh, talking about beer. Mm -hmm. Had no idea who he was. I just knew he was a lot of fun to talk to. And Gus is next to me, like, smacking my arm. Do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? And I'm like, freaking out. Because I I only knew his voice, like Mm -hmm. I said. But I knew his name, too. I'm like, oh, my God, that's... That's like the steampunk guy. He, I mean, he does the freaking Ministry of Peculiar. Do you? I'm like, no, I don't know. What? Oh, my God. Fortunately, we knew Dave. Dave yes. was there. Dave took care of us, introduced us to good people. Mm-hmm. And we had a great time at that convention. It was. I slept a lot. She slept a lot. That was the most I'd slept in um, like two years, you guys. <laughs> but yeah. So that was a thing. And then. On the way home. On the way home, I got her to listen to Super Villain Corner. And that got us. Well, shoot, because that was the. That was. That year was the year we met John Walker. 
Oh, and Johnny. Chris Morse. Mm-hmm. Because I'd free, I'd fan completely fanboyed over Chris Morse. It was the most adorable thing ever. Like, oh my god, oh my god, Aaron, Aaron. That's Chris Morse. That's Chris Morse. He just, I know that voice. That's Professor Brain Fever. Yeah, I totally fanboyed. And him. I just sat there. Who? Because <laughs> so, at that point, yeah. I was still. So I mean, on the way home, twelve-hour drive-ish, I finally had pulled my pot my my iPod out, and I just queued up the first episode of Supervillain Corner. Hooked. And she was. We listened to everything that had been released on the way home. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you get twenty-minute episodes, it's easy to to get through a lot of them. Yeah. And um, then after that, you started talking about your ideas, mm-hmm. and it kind of grew from there. I was like, well, it doesn't always have to be just mm-hmm. three stories. You're talking about the melting pot. That says to me, variety. Yep. What if this was like an old-time audio variety show mm-hmm. where you had different sketches, different bits, different types of things you could do so you're not pigeonholed into needing three stories from three different people for every episode. Yeah, this way you can use your own filler. And that was when we were just doing monthly. Yeah, that was when it was just monthly. But that was when I figured out what this was all about and mm-hmm. started spitballing ideas and helped Gus to better formulate mm-hmm. what this was needing to be. So I recorded the first episode in my bedroom, edited mm-hmm. it mostly in my bedroom, partly on the living room couch <laughs> with headphones on and released it. It was crap. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm always nervous when people say they're going back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, please, please don't judge us too it's harshly. Like, look, it's like looking at a first drawing, a, a debut novel. It's like Sometimes in... you have to learn what not to do yeah. before you learn what to do. And well, I'm hoping we at least somewhat know what to do now. A little bit. But yeah, so she was still a little bit standoffish. She, she was skeptical. Um, I got her to listen to those first couple episodes. I wanted to pat you on the head. Uh, I, got, I did I, give you cookies. I have to, I have to shout out super thanks to Scott Roche, Nobilis Reed, those people who gave us our first submissions. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And uh, I think it was about episode four when you first hijacked that first hijack well, episode. Well, because the thing was I had been listening to your all alone banter, your hosting. Mm-hmm. And... You do better when you've got someone's energy to feed off of. That's why you have a harder time in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. There, I, better, I have gotten better. Oh, yeah. That's, but initially, that mm-hmm. was what was harder for you is you didn't have anyone to interact with, mm-hmm. to kind of pull that out of you. You just kind of went into just get through it, introduce the thing. Your personality hid. Yeah. And I have a lot of personality. You have so much personality. You just need the right... What am I thinking? I need to draw energy from something. Yeah, you you need inspiration. Mm -hmm. You need the right inspiration. And I was like, okay, well, if we could just record when we talk about episodes, Mm -hmm. like, you get so animated and excited about it. And you were like, well, what if you co-hosted with me? It was kind of a... I dare you. Bitch. Mm -hmm. Like, you want this to be better? Help me make it better. Mm -hmm. Get on here. I'm like, okay, well... But it needs to make sense. I need to not just all of a sudden pop in. It's Mm -hmm. like, I I had done voices for you at that Mm -hmm. point. Which I have to say, the first time sitting in front of a microphone, that <laughs> was weird. The only other times I had done it had been for theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first time I ever did it, I was 18. And it was when I was in Little Women. Mm-hmm. And the four of us girls playing the March Sisters went to one of the girls' house and we sat in front of the record in, in her recording studio. It was Kate Neff. Mm-hmm. And recorded the song, We Are we Family. We are family. You remember that. <laughs> I remember. As soon as you said the four of us sat in front of yeah. like, wait, this is when they sang the song. Yeah, we sang We Are Family because we were all musical theater. And this was a non-musical show. But we sang this and had it as a gift for uh, our director, who was my mom. Um, Your mom director. But that was the first time I was ever in front of a microphone. So doing it when I was doing a voice and not singing and not with other people to interact with was very mm-hmm. strange. So then Gus gets me to host an episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, it's it's known that we live together and all this. Yeah. What if you just hijack the episode? Mm-hmm. You just go in and record and you do it all. I'm like, what? Now I have to, I'm supposed to be energizing you and talking to you. It's like, no, you need a proper introduction. Mm-hmm. And we, so we somehow gave the podcast a plot. <laughs> yeah. And so somehow with that episode, because somehow with the episodes I hijacked, it always seemed to time out with it being um, our blooper reels, our botched recipes. Yeah, just how it worked out. It was not planned. It wasn't planned, but then we realized we had to make a gag out of it. Yeah. Where Gus is 
supposedly, air quotes, never around <laughs> when one of us does a botched recipes episode mm-hmm. because Gus is the one in charge. So, of course, when it's me or Theo or me and Theo, it has to have bloopers because we're the ones who just mess things up mm-hmm. and Gus cleans up after us. Mm-hmm. Which is the opposite of real life. Yeah, but anyone, really who, anyone who's met us in person will say, well, I don't know if they'll say that. But, I don't know. But. but but with the two of us, just knowing our actual just day-to-day dynamic, I tend to be the more normal, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. The closer to normal one, and Gus is the weird one. But our personas <laughs> when we record we are the opposite. But, Gus is in charge, and I'm the silly but, yeah, one. Yeah, but it is because I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's my equipment. I'm the one that's going to be producing it. I'm the mm-hmm. one editing it. So Aaron got brought into the show that way, and we have never because basically back. I said, um, "You stink. Yeah, you need help." She's just like, "Okay, fine, yeah. then help me." She said, "Do it the same, but better." <laughs> Did I say that? No. Oh, but that's pretty much. I'm, I'm giving the oh, readers' digest. I'm giving okay. the readers' digest version. <laughs> it's um, good. It's a great concept, but do it better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's pretty much how. And, and, one and of the, we realized that. We do things better together. Mm-hmm. We've been best friends since I was 15. Mm-hmm. We've known each other since I was 12. Yeah, that's 20 years at this point that we've known each other. Yeah, and we just, I mean, Gus introduced me to Theo, and we're like the three musketeers or the three blind mice, depending um, on how you want to put me, it. Excuse me, it's the three gusketeers. According to you. I'm the oldest. You don't act it. I am therefore in charge. I act the oldest, but I'm actually the youngest. <laughs> Anyway, but we realized we do things better together. Mm-hmm. Why not this too? Yeah. Because this way we're supporting each other too. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how that all started was and me saying, if you want to do this, you need some spice. You need some pep and some life mm-hmm. because the stories are good, but it's not just about the stories. Yeah. This is also about you. Yeah. Because, I mean, one of the things I'd always wanted to do was to be a voice actor. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do voices for You've been doing cartoons. impressions as long as I can remember. Yeah. Longer than, yeah. I mean, I've been doing it since I was super little. When you were about a wee Gus. I was but a wee Gus. <laughs> Back in the days at the lock. Anyway. You're done now. I'm part Stop Irish, that. but I've never been to Ireland. Anyway. <laughs> the lock is Scottish. I've never been there either. Oh, Scottish. I've never been wow. to Scottish either. Oh, but yeah, so I've always wanted to, to to be a voice actor and starting the podcast and doing, you know, stories potentially with voices basically made my dream come true. You are the type who you have a dream, you want to do something, so you do it. You mm-hmm. make it happen. You don't sit around mm-hmm. and wait for an opportunity to come up. You want to write that book, you write the book. Yeah. You want to record that story, you, you do it. You want a podcast that does this, you make it. That's... That's, that's me. My... I guess life, not motto, but just my life thing. Your theme. I make shit happen. Yes. I have made so much shit happen in your life. (laughs) You made me voice act. You made me write. You made me an editor. You made me a wife. Uh Uh-huh. You ended up making me a mom. Indirectly by <laughs> we go, by, by making, making a me a wife. You made me chain mail. Yeah. You've made me be a business person because we now own a small business together with the chain mail. Mm-hmm. You made me a con goer. I was never into cons. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Do you regret it? No. Exactly. And the thing is, when it comes to my actual everyday life, I am not a follower. No, she's not. I am very in charge. Mm-hmm. I I make lists and I make plans and yeah. I have schedules. I'm a very free-spirited person, but when it comes to knowing what comes next, if I don't, I'm not happy. Yeah, well, it's like it's like we said a minute ago. It's organized chaos. <laughs> like, like like we said in like, off mic, we are very switched. Aaron's the one in charge and I'm just like, "Okay, whatever. Tell me uh, what to unless do." Unless it's I'll... business stuff. Unless... You're the administrator. I am. I'm I'm an, I'm admin. But when it's just everyday I'm, life stuff, you're so in charge. Yeah. She's like, my wife without me actually, you know, wife having without her benefits. of a wife. Yeah. <laughs> I cook for you. I make sure you have all of your shit in order. I take you on vacations. Oh, whoops. Birthday. Yeah, we're going on a birthday trip. Yeah. Best we, friend trip. Yeah, we leave first thing tomorrow. Anyway, back to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So those are so the you humble got beginnings. Me in on it. I got you in on it. Eventually, we dragged Theo in on it. because I We needed... We, more male voices. We needed more male voices. And uh, just deeper male voices in general. Yeah, it's like your your voice is flexible enough. You can pull off male. You can pull off female. Mm-hmm. You can pull off little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can do a lot of the other female stuff. But but we needed God. We needed a lead male. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's Theo. And Theo. The voice. I swear he can do anything. His voice is so bendy. Yeah. He, he could pull off girl. Yeah. If he wanted to, he could. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so enter Dish Boy. Yeah. Our titles actually came about in a very interesting way because we didn't initially intend to have them. No. It was just sort of, I don't even remember how, but I remember I called you like, are you executive chef? I'm like, no, I'm the head, head chef. chef. Okay, well, if you're the head chef, then what am I? And our initial intention, one of the things I liked doing um, at the second Balticon we went to was mm-hmm. interviewing people. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. So interview them, I grill them. Mm-hmm. So we thought it was funny to call me the grill mistress, which is hilarious because I was initially supposed to be the one doing most of the interviews. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that fell by the wayside because it can be very difficult for me to do Skype. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless it's in person, it's hard for me to do the interviews. Yep. But so Gus is kind of, but that's how mine came up. Mm-hmm. So then we realized, well, we both have titles. Theo needs one. So we offered him some. We were like, sous chef. Do you, do you or... want to be like dessert guy, pastry chef? Do you want to be. But the thing is, while we were talking to him about this, he was doing the dishes. He was doing the dishes. Because that's kind of, it was a thing in our marriage where for a very long time, I, I, I had hated doing the dishes. And I was like, I will cook for you all you want. I will do all of the cooking. Just do the dishes for me. And he's like, okay, seems like a fair trade. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we share housework, even though I'm a stay-at-home mom. He still helps he's out. He's an amazing guy. He is. He's, he's so great. He really exists. He really exists. I promise he's real. <laughs> he's not just a phone a friend um, for voices. For voices. Mm-hmm. Give me that look. Um, but so doing dishes was kind of a running thing. And he's doing the dishes while we're doing We're like, well, if I'm manning the grill and you're the head chef, which means you kind of oversee everything, well, we've got to have somebody to clean up our messes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yep, um, as usual, with everything, I'm the, the dish, dish boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stuck. And it suits him. It's, it does. And his artwork is adorable. It's great. He's so fervent about that pot. And then with the kids, just... The junior chefs. They were junior something, and... It was cute getting them involved in yeah. little ways. But but yeah, so that's that's basically the first two years of the Melting Podcast in a nutshell. The the conception of it to the launching of it to about a year into it. Mm-hmm. It was a long process because, I mean, like I said, the podcast was supposed to be almost a whole year older than it actually is. Because yeah. I was planned on releasing that first episode. But it turned out to be so fortuitous. Mm-hmm. It really was. Just because if you had tried to do it when you did, I wouldn't have had the drive to be a part mm-hmm. of it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't have had the contacts you ended up making. And that's and this is going to sound probably I don't I don't want to say narcissistic, but arrogant. I mean, just things seem to work out for me when they're supposed to. Well, that that's not arrogant of you. That's not implying that it's any kind of yeah, it's not, virtue on your part. No, it's just with you. You are timing. Mm-hmm. Things just kind of seem to happen when they're meant to, and and for you, it tends to be third try. Yeah, like I knew when you went for your third interview after you had lost the the one job that that was the one, mm-hmm. and you were going to get it. And I did. And you did every time. <clears throat> you work in threes, and you have hashtag timing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the the third potential launch date for the podcast, which I ended up deciding to make its birthday my birthday. Mm-hmm. It that is narcissistic. That is narcissistic. <laughs> but hey, we'll never forget the podcast. We'll never forget birthday. it. It's exactly thirty years younger than me. So yeah, mm-hmm. I just dated myself. I'm thirty five. So yeah. Well, you've been dating yourself for your life. So <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> swipe right, everybody. Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm the girl mistress. I shouldn't burn things. Yeah, don't, please. Not that book. Not again. But just because it's just because it's to, to kill a mockingbird does not mean you have to actually kill it. Or Fahrenheit 451, whatever. Sound of the Fury. Let's destroy some Faulkner. We didn't start the fire. Oh, wait, that's a song. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So, anyway, we're going to skip to a promo real quick. Again, uh, go to social media, throw us your questions. We'd love to start answering them on the podcast for you. Um, But here's a promo, and we'll come back with some actual content for you. Yay! Silence Life is on trial. 
They think he's a leech, a thief who steals people's magic and twists it to his own ends. As if that weren't enough, stealing magical talents leaves people soulless, empty, and a breath away from death. The worst leech in history left hundreds of victims in his wake. And Prince Padero and General Brint think Silen is the monster behind those deaths. They are examining his entire life for criminal activity, and the witness accounts are telling a very different story than Silen remembers. Can Silen expose the truth and prove his innocence? Or has he been deluding himself and must now accept that he is a criminal from birth? Criminal from Birth, a new novel by A.F. Grappen, now available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. Hey, hmm. we're back. Whoa, what? Oh, and no, my not your back. My front is both here. My front is both here. I'm both A. here. A.F. Grappen, published author, people. Hey, guys, what's up? It's me again. Hey, your slow clap processor is still working. Yes, it is. Good job. So what do we got next? I don't know. I do. What? I don't know why I asked you, because I know. Good. So the fact that you don't know mm-hmm. is actually really funny. Yeah. Because it's a mystery. Meal. Oh. Uh. Get it? It's a mystery. Meal. Oh, my. Yeah. You with me now? I'm with you. Good job. You know what's really funny? Me. You mentioned earlier about like having like the big letter A on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just uh, keep that in mind as we go into this mystery meal. Enjoy. Mystery meal time. It's time for a mystery. <gasps> a mystery. A mystery. A mystery meal. We don't mm. know what we're eating, but it's going to be tasty words that you provided because you guys are crazy. <laughs> crazy. Right. Yeah. So what are we digging into today? I get it. It's funny because pun. Puns are punny. So for those of you who are new listeners, Mystery Meals are where we take classic literature, very iconic scenes, and turn them into Mad Libs, and then on our Facebook and Twitter page, ask you guys to fill in the blanks. And you do. Ad nauseum. It's great. (laughs) More like ad nausea. Yeah, that too. I get it. It's also funny because pun. (laughs) Help me. Puns are punny! (laughs) So what is our selection, Theo? This, on this paper, right here. Yeah, read it. We eat off paper? We eat delicious words. Today's selection... The proof is in the pudding. (laughs) I enjoy pudding. (laughs) Today's selection is The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. This is the scene at the beginning of chapter three, I believe, where you actually find out what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) So, the end. You'd think. (laughs) Basically, we find out exactly what's going on with Hester Prynne. But you will find out nothing from this. (laughs) Other than, what? Yes. We'll find out what's not going on. Yeah. It's it's no, no proceed, sir. It is it is death. At his arrival in the Estabulo Rod What? <laughs> Estabulo Rodizio Bar and Grill in Leeds, UK. <laughs> and sometime before she saw him, the stranger had rubbed his eyes on Hester Prynne. Oh, <laughs> Nice to see you. (laughs) It was carelessly, at first, like a man chiefly accustomed to looking inward, and to whom external matters are of little value and import, unless they bear relation to something within his coccyx. Uh, by the way, it's raining outside, so if you hear the thunder, that's what that is. I'm bringing it. If you hear the thunder, it's thunder. Very soon, however, his look became hard and discombobulated. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> He's a bubblehead. <laughs> wow. Okay, sorry. 
A writhing horror twisted itself across his features, like a snake throbbing swiftly over them, and making one little pause with all its wreathed intervolutions in open sight. Snakes don't have paws. They don't throb either. Well, maybe those kind don't. Ew. His face darkened with some dusty emotion. (laughs) It's not often used. Which, nevertheless, he is so instantaneously controlled by an effort of his will that, save at a single imperceptible and fine... Oh, no, wait. Save at a single moment, its expression might have passed for calmness. Might have, but it didn't. After a dog's minute... (laughs) Hang on, a dog-gone minute? A dog's minute. I get it. The convulsion grew almost imperceptible and finally subsided into the depths of his nature. When he found the sphincters of Hester Prynne fastened on his own. <laughs> wow. Butt stuff. <laughs> They're butt to butt. The way to a man's stomach is through her stomach. <laughs> oh, human caterpillar. Oh. And saw that she appeared to recognize him. He slowly and calmly raised his left belly button. How do you have a left belly button? That implies there's a right belly button. You were dead, Balticon. Made a gesture with it in the air. <laughs> and laid Put your it, belly in the air like you just don't care. And laid it on his projects. Oh my. <laughs> this is my project. Oh. A booby. <laughs> Then, touching the shoulder of a roller coaster who stood near to him... No, had... there's more, there should be more to that. Oh, no, no, sorry. Then, touching the, sto- the shoulder of a roller coaster maintenance technician <laughs> who stood near to him, he addressed him in a formal and courteous manner. <laughs> I pray you, good sir, said he, who is this hammer of morality? And wherefore is she here set up to public shame? Aww. Hammer of morality. It is cold and blunt. The wheel of morality is more fun. It turns, turns, turns. Anyway, you must needs be a stranger in this region, friend, answered the townsman, looking wetly at the questioner and his savage companion. He's sweaty. (laughs) Else you would surely have heard heard of her indignant fluffiness, Hester Prynne. And her evil doings. That's a great name for a cat. Her indignant fluffiness. <laughs> you just call her Hiff for short. Hiffy. Hiffy. You're Hiffy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if anybody's trying to find a name for a cat, I don't care if it's a boy. Her, her indignant, indignant fluffiness. fluffiness. And just call it Hiffy. Hiffles. <laughs> first. Hashtag Hiffles the first. Anyway. She hath raised a great scandal, I promise you, in godly Master Guy Fieri's church. <laughs> the Church of Noms. Church of food. Deep fried. You say it's truly, replied the other, I am a sound engineer and have been a private eye sorely against my will. I have met with grievous mishaps by sea and land and have been long held in bonds among One the heathen land, folk. Two by sea? <laughs> to the east, east northeast <laughs> word I am now brought hither by this Indian to be redeemed out of my captivity. Will it please you, therefore, to tell me of Hester Prince, have I have have I her name rightly, of this woman's offenses, and what has brought her to yonder gates of Helk? Heck. Heck. Oh. Yeah, yes. your handwriting sucks. I know. <laughs> the yonder gates of Heck. <laughs> True, truly, friend, and methinks it must be bun- blindside. Yeah, yeah, and methinks it must blindside your heart, after your troubles and sojourn in the wilderness," said the townsman, "to find yourself at length in a land where iniquity is searched out and punished in the sight of rulers and people, as here in our godly somewhere in Mali." <laughs> Yonder woman, sir, you must know, was the BFF of a certain learned man. (laughs) Nepalese by birth, but who had long dwelt in Guam. Whence, some good time agone, he was minded to cross over and cast in his lot with us of the middle of the Atlantic. 
<laughs> They're hey. all over the place. <laughs> He's from everywhere. <laughs> we're, we're very geographical. <laughs> to this purpose, he sent his wife before him, remaining himself to look after some necessary affairs. And that was apparently just the cause for thunder. This guy is laughing with us. <laughs> I think it's crying with us. Marry, good sir, in some epochs or less, that the woman has been a dweller here in Boston. Change locations again. <laughs> no tidings have come of this learned gentleman, Master Leonard Nimoy, and his young wife, look you, being left to her own misguidance. Aha! Aha! I derobe you, said the stranger, <laughs> with a bitter smile. <laughs> so learned a man as you speak of should have learned. So learned a man as you speak of should have learned this too in his books. And who, by your favor, sir, may he may be the father of yonder babe. It is some ninety-four or twelve thousand months old. <laughs> I should judge, <laughs> me being a peasant. Which Mistress Prin is holding in her arms? Question mark. <laughs> of a truth, friend, that matter remaineth a riddle, and the one who shall expound it is yet a wanting. Answered the townsman, Madam Hester absolutely refuseth to skitter and her magistrates have laid their heads together in vain. Peradventure the guilty one stands purchasing on this on at this sad spectacle, unknown of man, and forgetting that a family sees him. <laughs> that one. Oh. Right <laughs> I was going to say, which one? The Smiths. Sorry, the Smiths. The Smiths. Ah. Uh, those bitches. <laughs> the disemboweled man, observed the stranger with another smile. Should come himself to look. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sphinctly, the disemboweled. All right. Should come himself to look into the mystery. It behooves him well, if he be still in life, responded the townsman. Man, these guys are wordy. Yeah. Now, good sir, our Massachusetts magistracy. Hey, we're still in Boston. We are still in Boston. Supposedly. Be thinking themselves that this woman is youthful and questionable (laughs) and doubtless was lovingly tempted to her fall. And that, moreover, as is most likely, her husband may may be at Uranus. (laughs) Sphincters! They have not been bold to put in force the extremity of our righteous law against her. The penalty thereof is no more melting pot cast for her. Oh, how terrible. But in their great mercy and tenderness of sciatic nerve, Ow. they have doomed Mistress Prynne to stand only a space of 13 eons on the platform of the pillory. <laughs> and then, and thereafter, for the remainder of her natural life, to wear a mark of shame upon the nape of her neck. <laughs> it's okay. She'll just wear her hair down. It's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> a wise sentence, remarked the stranger, awkwardly bowing his head. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see what he just did. Thus she will be a living sermon against sin, until the ignominious letter be engraved upon her grape nut flakes. <laughs> Mm, cereal. It irks me, nevertheless, that the partner of her iniquity should not, at least, devouring on the scaffold by her side, but he will be known. He will revolutionize. He will engulf. <laughs> Do you feel any more advised, <laughs> dear listeners? Do you have any idea what this book is about? Sphincters. <laughs> Sphincters and cereal. <laughs> and it's set everywhere. So, something for everybody. Yeah, I know. It was very diverse. So now we can stick a fork in it. Because it's, it's done. done. So we made Theo embarrass himself <laughs> and great. read things that, that he had trouble reading because it's funny. So you know who else we should do that to? You. Me. Yeah. Yeah. You like those processed foods, right? No.
Well, we're going to do one anyway. No Velveeta, please. Oh, it's Velveeta. Oh. It's like worse than Velveeta. Blah. It's like that brown gravy. Oh. That's just brown and water. Blah. Yeah. So processed. Enjoy. Hello, friends. What have you done to me? <laughs> well, we processed some things. Okay, because I've really been needing to talk about that thing in my childhood. You know, it's not it that just... kind of processing. Oh. But it's something from your childhood that you really enjoy. Taxes. No. What kind of kid were you? An accountable one. Okay, so we're doing a processed food segment. This is where we take famous monologues or excerpts from stuff and run them through a few stuff. and run them through a few layers of Google Translate and then back into English and we read the original and then the destroyed the version. The horribly for you. mangled version. And I have made this one for Aaron. You have committed heresy. <laughs> this is almost as bad as making me do the Raven. <laughs> What are we doing? The Song of Baron and Luthien from Lord of the Rings. By? Okay, if I have to say who that's by... It's good to give... Tolkien! It's by Tolkien! It's Tolkien. Yeah. You're making me destroy Tolkien. I'm not okay with this. We've done it before with the the Mystery Mules. I know! Need my Tolkien love. It's just so classic. I would say you're just so classic, but you are not. No. No. So why don't you read the original for us? In prose. Okay. It, it's a song. <laughs> I'm not going to make her sing it. No, thank you. The leaves were long, the grass was green, the hemlock umbles tall and fair, and in the glade a light was seen, of stars in shadow shimmering. Tenuviel was dancing there, to music of a pipe unseen. Stop gesturing, you two. <laughs> music of a pipe unseen. And light of stars was in her hair and in her raiment glimmering. <laughs> there Baron came from mountains cold and lost he wandered under leaves. And where the elven river rolled, he walked alone and sorrowing. He peered between the hemlock leaves and saw in wonder flowers of gold upon her mantle and her sleeves, and her hair like shadow following. Enchantment healed his weary feet, that over hills were doomed to roam, and forth he hastened, strong and fleet, and grasped at moonbeams glistening. (coughs) I'm better now. (laughs) (laughs) Through woven woods in Elvenholm, she lightly fled on dancing feet, and left him lonely still to roam, in the silent forest, listening. First man ever to do that. Sorry, what? Exactly. That was a joke, honey. I love you. <laughs> He's laughing. I'm too busy listening. Uh-huh. <sighs> he heard there oft the flying sound of feet as light as linden leaves, or music welling underground in hi- hidden hollows quavering. I'm just, I'm anticipating what has happened to this. I can't even read it. Because you haven't read it yet. No, I haven't. This is new to me. Well, I've read this. But. Yeah. Now withered lay the hemlock sheaves, and one by one with sighing sound, whispering fell the beechen leaves in the wintry woodland wavering. He sought her ever, wandering far, where leaves of years were thickly strewn, by light of moon and ray of star in frosty heavens shivering. Her mantle glinted in the moon, as on a hilltop high and far. She danced, and at her feet was strewn a mist of silver quivering. When winter passed, she came again, and her song released the sudden spring, like rising lark and falling rain and melting water bubbling. He saw the elven flowers spring about her feet and healed again. He longed by her to dance and sing upon the grass untroubling. Again she fled, but swift he came. Tenuviel, Tenuviel, he called her by her elvish name, and there she halted, listening. One moment stood she, and a spell his voice laid on her, Baron came, and doom fell on Tenuviel, that in his arms lay glistening. As Baron looked into her eyes within the shadows of her hair, the trembling starlight of the skies he saw there mirrored shimmering. Tenuviel the elven fair, immortal maiden, elven wise, about him cast her shadowy hair and arms <laughs> like silver glimmering. Yes, I have dark hair, and I just kind of threw it around. She totally flipped it. It was great. 
Long was the way that fate them bore, o'er stony mountains cold and gray, through halls of iron and darkling door, and woods of nightshade marvelous. The sundering seas between them lay, and yet at last they met once more, and long ago they passed away, in the forest singing sorrowless. And I already hate you. Because this has gone through Russian, Scottish Gaelic, Latin, Armenian, and then back to English. <laughs> Why for you do this? <laughs> because it's funny as hell. I've already read A Baron and Luthien. <laughs> she can't even. I can't. Sorry, I'm thinking Rainbow Time Great. <laughs> <laughs> The pages are long green grass, and the guys are very clear debris and dogs. <laughs> Light deers. D-E-A-R-R-S. <laughs> Stars hit the screen. The woman, the women, no, the women, sorry. The women played Tenuviel. <laughs> Music is a specific stroke unseen. The Lars are stars. The stars, I'm reading ahead. The stars are light and head. The dress is blinking. <laughs> it's got LEDs. <laughs> Baron had their coldness in the mountains. Lost and later folio. <laughs> the elves and the stream of the river. Where are they? <laughs> he walks alone and loses. <laughs> Who moves between the pages? He saw gold in surprise. I don't know how to say either of these words. The Falaniel and Muinchilean. I think some Gaelic got left in there. He continued thinking about it. He didn't even understand what was being said. Bellies jump tired legs. <laughs> Which movement to the hills? The race is waiting for a strong fleet. Which seized the weapon with the gloomy moon? During the bamboo forest's elven home. Just that. Um, and he ran a few feet, celebrated the feast. However, they only move. I have heard that there will be quiet in the woods. Oh, good. <laughs> Into the woods. <laughs> he could always have when all the people heard the voice. <laughs> and let my legs grow because of... What is this word? Did some Gaelic stay? <laughs> and let my legs grow because of the ribid. Ribid. <laughs> or music underground? <laughs> Hidden objects that surround? <laughs> well, there's another one. Now dead crops de Hruga. <laughs> de Hruga. D H R E U G A. De Hruga. <laughs> now dead crops Hruga. <laughs> That's just what they do. Gus. Hruga. Hruga. Is this why you're doing this to me? You wanted to hear me say these words? I never read that since I translated <laughs> But for heavy rotation, in the fall, leaves scissors discontinuously in the winter. Always finds the road distance when a page spread over a thick year. Moon and a star. Just one. <laughs> Easy to heaven in the sky covered. And the light burst in the spotlight of the moon at the height of the mountain. And the women answered one another. As I found my hands and feet. <laughs> I lost my... Fog some money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still under Ruga. Ruga. That's what you call it when you find your hands and feet. Ruga. But you have to be dead. Is it a new yes. dance? Hands and feet. Ruga. <laughs> Fog some money. <laughs> In the winter, when they drove over to Aghaven, <laughs> Aghaven, Aghaven, for the second time, <laughs> which, which song suddenly jumped? 
a lark in the water falls down and rises up again. Okay, that's called swimming. Will be reduced in boiling water. Soup. Bird soup. Dead lark. What a lark. That is not Ferugan. Lark and noodle soup. (laughs) He saw the spring, her feet, and healed again. He is desperate to sing and dance. How can he without his hands and feet? Grass is not possible. (laughs) I thought the pages were leaves and grass. Yeah, but they're pages. But just grass is not possible. It's not possible. Fog some money. He fled, but he soon got up. (laughs) Tanuviel. Tanuviel. Hey, that worked. He shouted to his full name. He also heard. Oh, good for him. That stopped magic. And for a moment, that voice comes from Baron. Tanuviel predetermined to fall. Very handy. (laughs) I saw, in the eyes of the Lord, (laughs) (laughs) works a vintage harvest, shading with hair. (laughs) A shake, light in the sky, he has seen in the mirror. Fair, fair Tanuviel, a mermaid invincible. Okay, so now she's a mermaid. He threw down the dark hair. Clash. Oh, cash. Cash claws and hands. So he found his hands and now we're making money off of it. And the people did what he had commanded. But for a long season, which we now pass, white reminders of cold and gray. The hard house is in darkness. Forest, no hunter. And with frost, the sleep escaped. Oh, they had kids. <laughs> no hunter. No hunter. That there are seas lying between them. And finally, there's a second time to meet him. And who died long ago? No, boy, miss. No, no. No. Wood singing is unstable. <laughs> and that is all. So grass is not possible. Wood singing is unstable, and Hrugan is when you find your hands and feet. Fog some money. Fog some Fog money. Fog some money. Fog some money. Hrugan. <laughs> so, um. There's probably going to be an international listener who's like, stop saying that! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, who died last I, year? Who died last year? God. That's your guy. Okay, I think that's enough. I agree. Well processed. That's awesome. Well, that was processed. So... Do the Hoogan. Do the Hoogan. 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 Your chin has to extend like four yes, inches past you, your nose. And you have to get the R in there. Hoogan. Hoogan. It's like going to Hooga, but there's an H at the beginning. Hoog. Grass. But Tanuviel was right. Tanuviel was right. Google Translate didn't touch that. Anyway, still can't believe you made me. Do that to Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I have now had to do things to the Raven and to Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's the second time we've done Lord of the Rings. I know. <laughs> but I made you do Tolkien poetry. I know. <laughs> I hate you. You love me. That was Shut hilarious. Rugen. Anyway, next. Anyway. Beep. Okay. 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 I know. I know. I know. Okay. I think we should probably wrap this episode up, actually. With a bow? Okay. Made of hoogan. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, or with a bow. They can't see that. They can be homonyms. Homon, 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 homon. It doesn't have to be that kind of bow. It could be a bow. Wow. Like a, like a, exactly. See? Be that kind of a bow. Yeah. I want there. How about you just, just do the thing? You know where you could put a bow? Oh. No. <laughs> iTunes. We know too many people who wear kilts. Don't say that. <laughs> iTunes. Put it on iTunes. Go to iTunes. No, don't. No bows. Stars. Stars. Do stars on iTunes. Like (laughs) 70 of them. 
Make them plaid. It'll be great. Plaid stars. Plaid stars. 70 plaid stars on iTunes. Tell people how awesome we are. Because we, we are. And that we've been doing this for five years. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Help. Where else can they go on the internet? <laughs> we don't talk about that, Gus. <laughs> we don't talk about that, Gus. What about this, Gus? You're the only Gus for me. Damn straight. No, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. They could go to um, shop.spreadshirt.com slash the melting podcast and get swag. I need to make the hashtag freedom slurp shirts. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That and do the Hrugan. Do the Hrugan. <laughs> oh, man, if I did that with buttons. <laughs> do the Hrugan. Do the Hrugan. Okay, well, what's that? No the... one knows. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody wonders. But you can get adorable artwork. Of mm-hmm. us on things like mugs and pens and aprons and... Buttons. Yeah. Yeah. T-shirts. But if you want to gain access to, like, episodes early mm-hmm. or possible other content and swag and such for as little as a dollar a month, you could go to... Patreon.com slash The Melting Podcast. It's actually a dollar an episode, not a dollar a month. Did I say a dollar a month? You said a dollar a month, but I'm correcting you and it's okay. Just graciously accept the correction. It was a happy accident. It was. Just like you. Oh. (laughs) Ask me the story of my conception sometime, guys. Please don't. Please don't. (laughs) But no, patreon.com slash the melting podcast, where you can help support us uh, financially as little as a dollar an episode. An episode, not a month. Or as much as $50 an episode would be amazing. Um, and you can get you get physical swag at any level. That goes for buttons, bumper stickers, keychains, even eventually a T-shirt, depending on the level you're at. Um, you, like like Aaron said, you get access to episodes early. That's been happening a lot more lately since I've been doing my audio editing live on Twitch. By the way, twitch.tv uh, slash thechainnerd. Uh, I work on it on Monday nights, so you can potentially hear some podcast stuff early. Ooh. There and not have to go to Patreon, but Patreon, you get the full episodes. You also get access to our Patreon backer only episode. That's one extra episode every year with all kinds of new content that is only for you guys. And it's some of my favorite work we've done. I know I say that every time, but it's still true. Mm -hmm. And we are hard at work on this year's Patreon episode, trying to get it out before the tail end of the year. We're We're already already over halfway through the year. Yeah, but we've we've got a good little chunk done. Chunk, chunk, chunk. We have a plan. I don't even have a plan. Now, speaking of some of the amazing outcomes of our Patreon, we just recently hit a milestone. We hit our first goal finally. I started this Patreon, I'm wanting to say, on our second birthday. I think so. So about three years we've been working on getting to this first goal where we are now able to pay writers. <laughs> Granted, it's not prof- it's not professional fees. It's a flat fee, depending on what you submit to us. If you submit a main ingredient story... You'll get a flat $21 when your story airs. We pay when it airs, not when it's accepted. If you submit a Stoke the Fire story, again, it's paid when it airs. And depending on schedule, if you're just splitting an episode with one other story, you get $11 or $10.50. Mm-hmm. If you split it with, if it's three stories an episode, everybody gets $7. So basically you're splitting that $21 between two or three authors. Mm-hmm. Still, an afternoon's writing, get a little bit of payment. Why not? I Why mean, not, you guys? But we can pay authors. We can so, actually pay our contributors. Now. So this is the first episode where we are officially paying people. We don't have any stories, but next episode, we do have Stoke the Fire stories coming. So we're going to make our first payments in like two weeks, guys. You should be very excited about that, especially if you're one of the people who wrote a story. Yeah, I'm so super excited for it. I'm, I can't believe it. So our next goal is once we reach a grand total of $70 per episode that we're getting back, we'll be able to start paying voice actors guest voice actors and (laughs) we don't bring in guest voice actors voice actors very often but when we do we would love to be able to compensate them for their time as well you know even if it was just five bucks yeah just say something yeah you know you've got like six sentences to read you know have a coffee have a coffee on us basically i mean so so help us get there share this with your friends if you have any friends who have ever considered trying to write a story Tell them we exist. We love new writers. We love encouraging new blood. Everybody And if they're nervous, let them know. They can send us the story. If we like the concept, but we feel like the writing needs a little work, 
we'll, we'll work offer with that little bit of editorial help, mm-hmm. kind of a, hey, here's what you need to look at. And they can resubmit that same story. I, getting a flat rejection from us is difficult. In the last five years, I believe it's happened three times. And one of the flat rejections was just because a person submitted like three stories at once and we only took one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it does not happen often. So, but yeah, everybody has the creative bug in them. I read a st- statistic ages ago, and I don't remember the exact number, but it said like 90 plus people, particularly Americans, wish they could write a 90 book. 90 people wish 90 they could percent. Did I not say percent? No. 90 plus percent of Americans, I'm just going to say, wish they could write a book. So write a story and then have it said in audio and get that freaking rush because you deserve it. And get anywhere from 7 to $21. Yeah, depending. So if you want to go for that 21 you need to send us a main ingredient story. Those are 5,000 words or fewer based on any topic. No erotica, please. We do like to keep things safe yeah. for work as much as we can. Now, to be fair, we only do so many main ingredient stories a year. They take a lot of effort because we do full voice acting. Yes. If you are more interested in just getting a payment as often as possible, the Stoke the Fire stories... Like I said, we go through two or three of those an episode. Mm-hmm. But those are 1,500 words or fewer based on one of our open prompts. Our current open prompts. There's prompt number 20. The forecast called for heavy snowstorms. But what's falling from the sky is not snow. And prompt number 21. You found a star that actually grants wishes. See, I like that one. I love that one. And we've actually already gotten one submission for it. Yay! I'm super excited. I haven't read it yet. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. You're going to have to do that. I'm going to. Me too. Yeah, I need to read the submissions. Yes. Honestly, that's where my effort is lacking at this point, is just keeping up on submissions. (laughs) Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're at least ahead on what's in production, which is nice. Okay. So our pantry closet is starting to feel a little bit more like an oven because of the lack of air conditioning. So yeah. I say we take my three-year-old's advice and be all done. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think that's a good idea. I do, too. So, uh, folks, why don't you send us stuff? And we'll use it to feed the masses for another five years. Happy birthday. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at... TheMeltingPodcast.com You can also find us on Twitter at MeltingPodcast Or you could email us TheMeltingPodcast at gmail.com The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial no derivatives license which means you're free to copy it and share it as long as you don't change it, don't sell it and always link back to the website Sound effects are by the Free Sound Project And our theme is by Drew Rich Creek. Send us stuff.